Welcome to Paradise in the Pines, a podcast about the people, places, and stories that make this the home of American golf. Brought to you by the Pinehurst Southern Pines Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. And hello again. I'm Phil Warriors, President and CEO of the Pinehurst Southern Pines Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. <laughs> I got to catch my breath. Um, Welcome back to Paradise in the Pines. I want to thank Dan Dreyer behind the camera this time. At last time, he was the host of the program. It was actually a pretty awesome podcast. He hosted with uh, a couple of CVB staff members, Ashley Baker and Melissa Holt. They did a great job. They're all well-traveled, so we learned a lot about where they love to go around the world. We'll talk about that more and where she likes to travel with our, our guest today, and that is Linda Parsons, the president and CEO of the Moore County Chamber of Commerce. Linda, great to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. I love to be here. It's a fun thing to do today. And, you know, you had to go so far to get to the studio since you're right across the street. Exactly. It's funny. I mean, years ago, before I came along, we, we actually shared space. We did. Talk about where that was. I think people still come up to me and say, aren't you over in the dentist's office over there? That is true. So back in the late 80s, Um, The Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors had a vision to build a facility that would house the Chamber, Economic Development, and the CVB. And that was built, um, completed in the early 90s, and it is now home to Dr. Lane and Associates. And for those new to the area, the best description I can give is next to the original (laughs) Chick-fil-A on 15501. And at that time, 15501 was a two-lane road. And, you know, we've seen a lot of change. But in 2014, we had a vision. We sold our space and um, we sold it in 2017 and had that vision to to join up with Jerry over at Southern Pines Growler and um, be a part of the Grousen building. And so we do um, house the third floor of the building. And uh, before I arrived, the CVB had moved to the village of Pinehurst and then Pat Corso, who was the former executive director of Partners in Progress, now the Moore County Economic Development Partnership. I got it right. Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> Natalie would be very happy. And we'll talk, uh, we'll blend Natalie Hawkins into the conversation as we move on. But uh, we all kind of went our separate ways. And and now you guys are right across the street from us, which is good because you get phone calls and you get visitors sometimes that say they're looking for tourism. And then we've got other people coming here saying, hey, where can I join the chamber? Or I am going to this business meeting. And so, yeah, it's right across the street. So, Linda mentioned the, the Growler. So Jerry Bateman, who owns the Growler, Growler Company, um, he's on the lower floor of that building. It's right there at New York and Bennett Avenue. So Linda is on the top floor, the, the third floor. It's spectacular. If you haven't been to the chamber, I'm telling you, it's a spectacular. It's a, like a Manhattan condo. Yes. I mean, he could live in there. It's <laughs> awesome. It's a great space. It is. You know, we had a vision that we didn't want to take um, a street space from a retailer or a service industry business. And we knew when we wanted it to feel like you were in an urban area amongst the trees. So we designed it with an open concept, a lot of glass, a lot of metal, a lot of wood. Um, And it also houses a collaborative workspace. So it is the home of the Chamber of Commerce and the staff, but it is also home to a collaborative workspace that's available to our chamber members and anybody else in the community. That's appropriately called the third floor. It is appropriately called the third floor. And so it does get a lot of use. Um, There are days where it can be as full as 30, 40, 50 people using the space Mm -hmm. all at one given time. And there's other days like today where it's been a quieter day when we've had some individuals using the office and um, a little bit quieter pace. So you, you never know what you might get on any given day. 
and we appreciate it. We, here in our space, which is across the street from you, uh, if you're familiar from, with the Growler building, you see the big grassy space, uh, the Convention Visitors Bureau, we're right above that grassy space. And now we're going to have, what, a four-story building across from us we on are. Bennett Street. So that's, that's another opportunity for the Chamber. There's going to be some businesses there yep. as well as condos. Uh, so that's going to be pretty cool. What do you... You know a little bit about it, so talk talk about what that's going to be like. So, as I understand it, it, it uh, Colin Webster has a vision to build uh, both a livable space, so for folks can live above the businesses as well as businesses on the lower level. So, um, very similar to a couple products you might see on Pennsylvania Avenue, but I think what it's demonstrating is that Southern Pines is starting to span off of the main Broad Street and starting mm -hmm. to grow on some of the ancillary streets, which we have obviously seen on New York right. where we're located. And I think it's going to just provide an additional bridge to the businesses that are further along down on Broad Street as well as on Bennett. And I think we're just going to continue to see that small business growth that we are so accustomed to. It, it's interesting as we we talk about growth a lot, and, and your organization, mine, Natalie's with economic development. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting word in Moore County because there are some people that just want to keep it quaint, simple, you know, like it was back in the day. And you know, there's some elements of that we need to keep, like the you know Broad Street in downtown Southern Pines, the Village of Pinehurst, things like that. So, how do you talk about that? How do you talk about growth? and do it in such a way that it's smart growth. And, you know, we we don't want to grow for the sake of growing. We don't want to become, I don't, I don't want to name destinations that kind of were uh, the demise of their own tourism success. Correct. Uh, that are still very popular destinations, but still that growth does have, it's a two-edged sword. So talk about how you, you talk about it. So we've actually, I've had the pleasure of living here for almost 19 years. It'll be 19 years um, Thanksgiving weekend. Mm. And so I've seen the community change and evolve and I think at the pace that we're doing it, you know, it's one, two percent a year. It is a comfortable clip. Now, there's times where it does seem like everything is under construction. We do have a lot of infrastructure under right. um, that is getting repaired. We've had our own street repaired, New York Avenue, a mm -hmm. couple of weeks ago. And we're seeing a lot of dirt turned. So we have the Target project. We just talked about the project across the street from us that will be forthcoming. We've just heard the announcement um, near Pinehurst Medical and Pinehurst Surgical on Morganton Road. So it, it, it gives you this, everything is turning over and there's a lot of dirt. Right. But as one of the top micropolitans in the country, it was somewhat inevitable that this growth was going to slowly come. We have Toyota mm -hmm. opening up just north of us. We have a lot of different businesses that are expanding. And we are a region regional um, area. So we attract a lot of people that work here that aren't, don't necessarily live here. And um, they work for some of our great employers. So I think it's finding the comfortable balance. Yeah. We have great golf courses. We have wonderful parks. We have the ability to see wonderful um, uh, orchestra concerts and plays in the area, live performances. And so those things are attractive. We are also close to Fort Liberty which has um, attracted some of our military personnel to find a, a different pace of life. They like the comfortable area. They like that we have you know, breweries, a distillery on the way. And so they have decided to make this home and be able to commute into Fort Liberty as needed. So I would say when the Brackley alignment occurred back in the late 2000s, that also was an influence on in some of that growth. So you've yeah. got the future growth with some of the 
announcements we are hearing statewide. We have a dynamic health system, which is being um, continually attracting people here. We have a wonderful golf industry, which is attracting people here. And, And what I'll say is, you know, I've also seen demographic age drop. So when I first moved here, I was quite young, and and it has definitely changed in the type of personnel persons that you see in our area. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a word, and just kind of explain it for people, just kind of tuning into that micropolitan. Um, we're one of the one of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, explain what that means and what that means for Moore County. So a micropolitan, we're in the top 50. We float around um, sometimes 23, 24, 26. Um, I, I can't pinpoint where the perfect number is at the moment. But it's but a good thing. It, it is a good thing. Um, but typically, it's we're within an hour's drive, a metropolitan area, and we have the amenities that a metropolitan area has. So we have incredible dining. We have incredible um, leisure resources. We have good school systems. We have cultural uh, arts that are plentiful, but we are an hour's drive of a metro area. So it's something you would typically see in Raleigh or Durham. We have that just on a smaller scale. So you can see a great, I mean, the, the North Carolina Symphony plays in Moore County for right. a reason. Um, they know that they have an attractive audience that will come support them. And to my knowledge, we're one of the f- I think we're the only community that they regularly play in outside of Raleigh. Yeah, they're one hour away, you know. And Correct. I, I live in Whispering Pines, and I could literally drive out of my my garage and be at the RD airport in exactly one hour. Yep. I mean, the the, the toll road helps uh, quite a bit to be able to yes, make that commute. So it does. It, it's, and we're two hours from Charlotte. And you mentioned all that infrastructure. Well, uh, the business going in uh, north of us in Chatham County, Lee County, the 421 corridor, Carolina Corps is a huge part of that. Um, and then everything that's happening in Moore County. You said you've been here 19 years. I, I mean, what was this area like? Com- compare it then to what it is now. I mean, um, it was a little bit quieter. It was um, some of the stores you see on 15501 uh, uh, didn't exist. Um, so, for example, the Coles Plaza was a shuttered Kmart. Hmm. Um, Best Buy and that entire plaza and all those hotels, um, the Hampton, the Hilton, the Town Place, none of those existed. Um, there weren't as many traffic circles. <laughs> right. We've added a few of those. Um the pace was slightly different, but yet it's the same. Mm. You're still able to go into a small business. They know you. They know you by name. Yeah. Um, coming from a big city, when I moved here, that was an adjustment. I'm like, how? How do you know my name? Um, people are really friendly, and they still are. But it is, you know, you see more buildings going up, and you see the expansion of some of the areas. Aberdeen is really trying to is really yeah. starting to find themselves. You know, 19 years ago, Aberdeen wasn't quite where they are today. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing the growth in the downtown Bass area, downtown Carthage with small businesses. So that's exciting to me as a chamber person to see these communities outside of the big three starting to find their place and, and their footing. And Cameron as well. And, exactly. And the Dewberry Deli's coming back. So yep. it's pretty awesome. New ownership there and with the hardware as well. So uh, and the antique uh, festival, of course, is, is a big draw twice twice a year. That is correct. Um you know, we're just three years removed from from COVID. I know we we always talk, and maybe not so much now. We've it's kind of put in the back, the rear, rear view mirror, if you will. But um, I know when when that first happened, we were trying to increase our occupancy tax. We were like, we're going to be decimated. We're going to have to lay off staff, and 
for the golf industry, it was the greatest thing that ever happened. I mean, Correct. they had people socially distancing and, and all the things that went along with that. And, you know, with the USGA moving here and all that momentum we have with golf uh, is going to be sustained for generations to come with U.S. Opens through 2047 here, including next year. But talk about how it impacted your business, uh, because obviously local business, I mean, they're walking a fine line all the time. They did. And, you know, I think what COVID identified is what was working and what wasn't businesses that were able to shift on a dime and start selling online who maybe not had traditionally done that. Some of them had to create that on their own and they started mm -hmm. to get a following. I've always believed that while we are the Moore County Chamber of Commerce and a majority of our members are from here, we have members from all around the region and across the country. So we have members from New York, we have members from Colorado, we have members because doing business, there aren't little lines that say you can't cross this line and right. do business. And I think business owners started to realize that there were some businesses that struggled. And sadly, we saw some of them close. Um, during that time, we were advocating, we didn't, honestly, I didn't care if you were a member or not. It was how can I help you? What, do you, what resources do you need? Are you aware of the programs that exist? And we were trying to communicate it to whomever they needed to speak to so that they could continue to be successful. We had to change things. I mean, we're about networking and getting together. And yeah. we weren't networking and getting together. So we, just like everybody else, we adopted. We shifted to Zoom. We held uh, cocktail hours on Zoom. We did book clubs <laughs> on Zoom. Actually, a cocktail hour worked really well. Right. <laughs> I mean, but it was fun because you got to see people in a different space. Yeah. But it also identified for us what was working. And so we were able mm -hmm. to change our program of work to align with what business is today. Business is not the same as it was in 2020 or 2019. And so we had had to adopt as well. So you work with membership. Yes. And you have a board structure. Talk about your business from uh, from a membership perspective, um, how that's grown, especially even after COVID and, uh, and your board structure, because, I mean, it, it is made up of people. You know, I'm not exclude, I'm excluding myself, but uh, but people that are leaders in this community that are well respected and, and I think care about our destination, our, our community. Well, one thing I've always said is if someone has seen a chamber, they've seen a chamber because every chamber is different. And, and I'm, I will answer your question about the board. But going back to what you said earlier, early in the conversation about we were all together at one time, um, there are some chambers where CVB and economic development and the chamber are all one entity. And mm. in our community, yeah. it's three entities. So that means three boards. Um, when when I first arrived at the chamber, we had a, a huge board, but chambers started to see things shifting and we understood that people's time is precious. So we have a board of 15 members and they are identified and selected by a selection committee to serve on the board. And to your point, they are leaders in the community, including yourself <laughs> and Natalie Hawkins, mm -hmm. um, who serve as um, ex officio members on our board. We all serve on each other's boards. And so we're able to keep in touch. But those board members um, direct us on what our strategic plan will be. So we have a strategic plan and a yearly plan that we're following. And they direct to make sure that we're um, supporting the community's needs and identify areas. For example, right now we work on workforce development and child mm -hmm. care and um, hiring and uh, marketing in today's environment post-COVID. So we have a lot of different strategies that are led and directed by our board. You mentioned a couple of things that are kind of hot, but not kind of, but are hot button issues. I mean, workforce development and affordable housing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, we've got Target coming. We've got BJ's Warehouse coming. We've got all this coming, but 
you know, how are we going to employ, you know, find the employees to work in these locations at a good wage mm-hmm. and find places for them to live? I mean, how, how much of a challenge is that? I know you speak a lot with Natalie Hawkins with economic development on those very topics, but talk about um, where we're at right now. So I feel like I have a giant chessboard and every day I'm moving a piece yeah. um, because all those pieces are connected. We have employers that need employees. We have students who want to become future employees. We have um, houses that we need a broad uh, diversity of options out there. We have childcare needs. So if we don't have childcare, we can't go to work. And we have employers that need to um, evaluate where their personnel and what are their true needs today and in the future. So as it relates to housing, we work very closely with Habitat. They've just announced their um, future project in Aberdeen, which would be their vision being a mixed-use plan where employers have a selection of housing options for their employees. Mm. And it would be, if it works out, let's say employee... Employer X um, selects 20 rooms. Those 20 rooms or homes would then go to employees. Those employees sign a three-year contract and commitment to that employer. That's a vision mm. that's got, we've got a long ways to go right yeah. now. It is a trees and forest and a vision, but mm-hmm. I do believe Amy's leadership, that vision will come to light. Um, you know, communities need to look at their housing options, whether it's multifamily or um, builders need to look at the options they're presenting, but that's, that is a process. I mean, building supplies cost money, land costs money. Right. So it is going to be a process as it relates to childcare. We just completed a childcare survey, um, last week. Um, the results are rolling in over 450 people, uh, completed that survey. And it was evident that caregiving, not just childcare, caregiving here is a big need, Mm. Um, both children under the age of five and elder care. So not necessarily elderly that need to be um, in full-time care, but but maybe they just need some assistance. So those are issues. But I think one of the biggest areas that the chamber has been successful is working with Sand Hills Community College, Moore County Economic Development Partnership, (laughs) I got it, um, and Moore County Schools. And so we're developing and working with our employers to work with the uh, career technical education. And so we are asking employers to come into Moore County schools and talk to students about career paths, ones that exist today and ones that may not even exist yet. We yeah. don't know what's, what the future holds in five years, but trying to get students as young as fifth grade interested in career paths, whether it's um, golf course maintenance, yep. turf maintenance, mm-hmm. hospitality, Um, creating apprenticeship programs and pre-apprenticeship programs. I think those are all critical for our community to continue to fill these um, employment needs that we're going to have. To your point, we have all these different things coming here, but if we don't have the people to fill the jobs, we are going to be in a bind. I do think some employers are finding some success more recently um, in finding employees, which is good, but we... We work closely with so many partners to try to educate. I was just going to say, is a part of it just training? Because a lot of people, I think, that are born and raised here in Moore County, think I get, I got to leave. Oop, I just spilled my water, but that's okay <laughs> because the top was on. There you but, go. You know that people traditionally would leave Moore County. I think you know you understand. Sandhills understands. The resort understands. They need to retain these people in from this county to stay here versus leaving and maybe coming back. Correct. And I think 
Um, if a student doesn't know what's out there, what are all the options? You know, maybe somebody's really into flying a drone, but they don't realize how can they do that? Not how can they fly the drone, but who could they work for? Well, they could possibly work for a golf course company. They could possibly work for a real estate company. They could possibly work for town government who needs different projects. Mm -hmm. um, real estate. You know, flown yeah. over to see what the status of their projects are. So mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of different things. And this, but the, it's also working with parents. That's been a new angle because some people um, might need to go in vocational trade, not necessarily a four-year degree. And it's educating parents that all these different options are providing career paths that may bring your kids back here when they're in their next phase of life right. and that not everybody is meant to go to college and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they're doing a military career path. I mean, we have Fort Liberty in our back door right. and many other military options in our state. So I think it's also an educational process with parents. Somebody comes to town or new, want to start a new business. How can an entrepreneur get involved with a chamber? How do they um, get in touch with you and, and make it happen? So there's a lot of different things they can get on our website, which is morecountychamber.com. Um, making sure you put the county in there. Otherwise, you will end up in Oklahoma. <laughs> um, you can call the chamber at 910-692-3926. And we regularly meet with new business owners, helping them along their career path. And we also pair them with the Sandhills Community College Small Business Center. So they hold classes for new business owners that um, might need to brush up on some skills or don't even have the skills yet. They just have a vision. I want to sell shoes. And we help them get to the path of selling those shoes or determining maybe shoes is not the best path for them. Right. Um, we, you, we take members of all sizes from one, one person businesses all the way up to unlimited and we find the best spot that fits for them. Now, you know, we all like to work, but we all like to have fun too. Yes. I think one of the cool things that you guys do is the glow golf. You used to do a golf event every year, the traditional golf with the scramble, the golf yep. courses, but then you did the glow golf thing. It's weird because, like, when I did the glow golf last year, like, my eyes, because my eyes are so bad, <laughs> just the hand-eye coordination of seeing a ball glowing on a mat to hit it, it took me a couple of holes to get used, but it was so much fun. I mean, are there any spots available left for this fall? We have zero spots left. It sold out immediately. Um, there is a request to do it twice a year, but that's a little hard <laughs> right. when in the summer months and spring, you know, our, our sun doesn't go down until nine. Do an overnight nine. marathon. <laughs> Um, well, I will tell you, it has become so popular that my colleagues are starting to ask how we did it and they're trying to implement it. Right. It is a fun, fun event. It really is. It really is. Now, full transparency, Linda Parsons uh, is married to the town manager of Southern Pines, Reagan yeah. Parsons, uh, who is a good friend of the CVB. Uh, Reagan and I have gotten to know each other very well over the last five years that I've been here. And, you know, we talk a lot about occupancy tax. But it's, it must be an interesting household because you're talking about, you know, you represent the chamber in Moore County, yep. including businesses in Southern Pines. Yep. You've got a guy who's got his ear to the to the. To the ground to the in ground Southern Pines. And, and hearing everything that's going on here. I mean, and I've told Reagan many times, I do not envy his job because to have the pieces of the puzzle to try to fit everything together over the course of the next five to 10 years with everything that's going to happen is just beyond my expertise, uh, way above my pay grade because it, it's a great challenge. So there must be some interesting conversations you have at home or maybe not. Um, at times, I will say, you know, for his profession, he's been doing it since he was twenty. Four years old. Um, he's passionate about it. He loves it. 
And when we got married, one of the rules we kind of established is when we walk in the door, it's we try to leave it at the door. And we talk about, I mean, one of his passions is cooking. (laughs) And one of my passions is gardening. So um, we have fun with that. And of course, travel. So I think we've had to adapt. And there are times where um, it's uncomfortable. But, you know, having been here 19 years, we've both professionally respected each other's careers. There are still people that don't realize we're married. So, um, <laughs> well, then we just told the whole <laughs> we world. We told the whole world, but that's okay. And I think that's one of the things that we worked really hard. He has his yeah. career, and I have mine. That's great. And you do love to travel. I know you just got from, back from a great cruise, and we talked about boards. And you serve on the Convention Visitors Bureau, my board. Uh, so, just so people know, it's a nine-person board. Uh, you have a permanent seat as as president and CEO of the chamber, and we appreciate your service and, and input. Uh, how much have you seen, just from talking about tourism, have you seen it change? You've been here 19 years. Yes. Tourism, obviously golf is the DNA. It's it's what makes this destination, why we're the home of American golf. But how has tourism changed? I think one of the things that's changed, I mean, back in the day in the old building, going back to the old building, we had this you know, giant wall of brochures and people would walk mm. in. And, and you know, we all have a device now, most of us, that's going to give you the information that you need. So a tourist is able, and 24-7, 365 days out of the year, able to look up your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, everything there is to know about our community and determine how they're going to create this best travel experience. Does that mean people still don't get a book or ask for a paper document? Absolutely, they still do. We still distribute maps ourselves. But I think one of the things I've seen is that shift. I think I've seen a shift in uh, couple travel and women's travel, uh, meaning they're coming to our area and experiencing, you know, the spa and doing some day shopping. And yeah. you're seeing um, families come here, um, which back 18 years ago, I didn't necessarily see. You're seeing groups going from, you know, visiting the bars or the breweries in the area. Uh, visiting a winery, dining out in our restaurants. 18 years ago, I could go in a restaurant and probably name every single person in the <laughs> right. restaurant. I can't do that anymore. Um, yeah, and we got a distillery coming, and Mike Newbauer, who you know very well, uh, yep. founder of Southern Pines Brewing Company, is going to transform that Tyson & Jones buggy factory in, factory in Carthage into a two-story restaurant bar. And hopefully, I keep telling Mike, a rooftop bar. We need a rooftop bar. <laughs> that would be nice. Maybe we'll get that across the street. Except that, if yeah. that, the, the, but if those are residences, I guess not. Not so much. <laughs> but you know, I think that 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 sense of vibrancy mm-hmm. we had it then, but it's different. It's it's a wide, diverse set of options for tourism today, and um, we have a killer restaurant industry. Unbelievable! You know, yeah, I, you can go anywhere and have an amazing meal. Uh, a great cocktail. Uh, you can go on a picnic in one of our parks and pick up a meal and, and go venture off on your own. And so I think that's what makes it special. But you could also go play around a golf. Mm-hmm. And you can go to the cradle and now the... Um, the overhills. Over, yeah. Overhills. And, um, you know, just do some putting with some friends. And and now, you know, with outdoor recreation... Um, and late this past year, this current year is the year of the trail in North Carolina. So there are 32 trails. Ashley Baker, who's our destination services manager, uh, did a great job identifying those trails and starting the Pinecone Pathways program. 
I know you and Reagan went out looking yes, for we a prime did. We did give Tom Pashy one when he stepped down as chairman when his term ended. So I, I know he appreciated that. So we have the one day. So we're going to go looking <laughs> again. Uh, and I think that was a great thing because so many people that, I mean, it exploded. That, that whole thing did explode. But I think so many people didn't realize how many trails there were. Yeah. Um, there's a trail in my neighborhood that, that nobody knew about. Now everybody knows about it. Um, and so I think people didn't completely comprehend the, the total scope mm-hmm. in Moore County, not just Southern Pines, not right. just Aberdeen, not just Pinehurst, all of Moore County. Yeah. And even Bear Creek. I went up there. I'd never been there. The, the, uh, there was a hotel that opened there. Dan, Ashley, what's the name of that hotel in Robbins? All the Solomon's Inn it, that opened up last fall. Uh, I think it was last fall. Yes. Uh, but I was like, okay, Bear Creek's right around the corner. And I went there. It, it's massive. Uh-huh. And they have a great, you know, disc golf course there. I mean, it blew my mind. And this is where Tom Pachu said he and his daughter looked for three hours in the pouring rain for a pine cone and never found one. So, <laughs> and then she wrote a letter to the editor and talked her talked about how it brought her and her father closer. So, and people saying, "Hey, I lost thirty pounds. I, you know, I would come home and watch TV. Now I go out and I walk and I lost thirty pounds. Yep. I lost forty pounds. So yep. For us at the sea, it was really cool to kind of see that." You know, they didn't really care. You know, they wanted to find a pine cone, but if they didn't, they were they were cool with that. So uh, stay tuned. We we may do the program again next spring. We haven't officially announced, but it's it's a possibility. So we were definitely thinking about it. I think it would be good. Okay. <laughs> I still want my pine cone. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what the gods may uh, may allow. Um, so let me ask you this, and we asked uh, folks like yourself who are longtime residents too, if you had some friends coming to town that maybe had never been to Pinehurst, you know what, we're going out of town, but this is what you guys need to do when you come here. What would you, what would you recommend people do on like a perfect, if it was say, let's say it's a, a couple in their 30s or 40s are coming here for a weekend. What would you recommend they do? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I would take a walk at Reservoir Park. Mm-hmm. I would... Um, get a coffee at the roast in Pinehurst for before starting my day. I'm not going to be in order. I would play around. And if I didn't feel like playing the whole round, then I would at least do the cradle and, and try to for do sure. Or, th- or, or this will do. Or this will yeah. do. Um, I would dine. Ooh. For lunch, I would dine at Chapman's and for Good dinner choice. I would either dine at Ashton's or Chef Warren's um depending on my mood right um if I was wanting pizza I'd probably go to Vito's okay you could do pizzas on Friday you could do <laughs> so I'm adding all the I'm a foodie so I would probably eat my way through town right and then go have a cocktail <laughs> at the growler and then maybe try one over at southern pines brewing on pennsylvania gotta go by red's corner go to red's corner you could get a breakfast uh sandwich over at red's corner so you could kick off your day there tanglewood takeover um so i mean there's there's truly so many options and you know if you're hitting it during the first fridays Time, if you were here on a weekend where we were hosting First yeah. Fridays or um, our Spring Fest or the Holly Fest in the fall in right. Pinehurst, I mean, there's truly something every day of the week in Moore County. Yeah. At any given hour, you will find something to embrace. And if you're in wanting to embrace some tranquility, 
some peace and quiet, you can find it. You can go to the woods, sit on a bench, listen to the birds, mm-hmm. and just enjoy being. And that's what I love about Moore County. You will find anything and everything here in Moore County that will fit the most. I have to constantly go do something to the, let me just sit on a bench and get away from the hecticness they may have left. You know, they may be coming from a big urban area and they're like, okay, there's a lot of trees. Yeah. I mean, I know when I moved here, I'm like, there's a lot of trees. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's amazing because when you drive from Raleigh, it's like, as you get further and further south yes. of the air, the trees are more plentiful and they're taller. Yes. And then it kind of it kind of transitions you from the concrete to the tranquility and the ease of living. And you're very much right. It's it's still here. We're going to grow. Uh, you know, U.S. Open is going to be here next year. There are going to be a quarter of a million people here in, yes. in a week. And uh, and then the DOT projects between 24 and 29 U.S. Open are going to be you know more than we can count. Yes. And this area is going to transition quite a bit in those five years. But you know we still have – it's amazing because we're the 10th highest tourism economy in the state. When you look at the nine other counties above us, they're either the beach, the mountains, or a major metropolitan area, Raleigh, Charlotte, Greensboro – to be in the middle of, I wouldn't say nowhere, but you know, in the middle of the state, in the Sand Hills, transitioning to the north of the Piedmont, uh, it's a pretty special place. It uh, is. It is. I mean, you can be in Raleigh, like you said, in an hour. You can be at the beach within two. You can be in the mountains within three. You can be in Charlotte within two. Mm-hmm. So we're in a perfect little spot. We have the needs you need. And if you really need something that's not here, you can go find it, but chances are, I mean, I know when we moved here, I'm like, we don't have this, we don't have that, we don't have this, we don't have that. All <laughs> of a sudden, I was like, I don't really need it. And you can be anywhere within 15 minutes, 20 if you hit the traffic circle yeah. at the wrong time. But honestly, it's, I say that jokingly, I mean, it's, it's truly an area that you can get to easily from one place to another. And if you want fresh chicken eggs, you can go find them. Ostrich eggs. You can get ostrich eggs. Um, you can get apples, peaches. Peaches. Um, great ice cream. I'm, you read my mind. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I would drive to Kalawi Farm out of my way to go get two scoops of ice cream. Uh-huh. Included their nano pudding is blows my mind. That is one thing I still haven't gotten into since moving to the South. But I'm not a banana. banana. pudding? I do not like bananas. Okay. So wow. I, I... Go I, by pick and pig. I just can't get into the banana. But you actually, you, you know, you mentioned pick and pig. That's another fun thing. I mean, how many places can you go eat barbecue and watch a plane come in? Yeah. And it... And now they have an aviation museum. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of just this little great... Community packaged with a giant bow on top. Mm-hmm. We've got fabulous businesses, fabulous businesses, large, small, medium sized, entrepreneurs galore. Um, you've got retirees, you have fun children running around in the parks. I mean, it literally is what people seek, and we just wake up to it every day. We're lucky enough to call this home. And it's one of the most peaceful communities in the state of North Carolina as well. So yes. hopefully we can maintain that. Linda, it's been a great conversation as always. Uh, you're a great neighbor, a great friend. Uh, appreciate everything you do for the chamber and for Thank the you. Convention of Visitors Bureau. And uh, Linda Parsons, uh, anything you want to add before we go? Thanks for having me today. This is um, You guys do a great job. 
and um, come visit Moore County and start your business here. Please do. I always tell people we get people to come here and spend all their money and then go home. So we're not trying to get people to move here, although if they do and they fall in love with it, hey, that's, that's part of the game as well. Exactly. Linda, thank you for joining us. And if you want to learn more about the destination, go to homeofgolf.com. If you want to watch these videos, go to our Home of American Golf YouTube channel. And as always, download Paradise in the Pines on your favorite podcatcher. I'm Phil Wurz for Linda Parsons. This has been Paradise in the Pines. We'll see you next time.